Our present meditation is on the spirituality of St. Francis de Sales. His lifespan is 1567-1622. We might begin by observing that St. Francis de Sales was a prolific writer. His treatise on the love of God is a masterpiece that stands along with the same title of St. Bernard as one of the great treasures of Christian spirituality. His introduction to the devout life, especially for the lay faithful, married and unmarried, is, I really believe, after the imitation of Christ, and always the scriptures, the most read book in Catholic circles. As we know, he founded the Visitation Order in 1610 along with a, what he called, customary and directory. Then he wrote a number of smaller works called the Spiritual Opuscula. Then a series of spiritual conferences, especially for the Visitation Nuns. And he was a prolific letter writer. Over 2,000 of his letters are still in existence and as relevant today as they were when he wrote them. I have three parts to our reflection on St. Francis de Sales. First, his significance, then its principal features, the spirituality of Francis de Sales, and then some typical quotations that, as I've said more than once, I strongly recommend, I mean this, I strongly recommend that you begin to memorize Write out nothing long quotations from the saints. As I've said before, when we memorize not just words, but the ideas behind the words, we feed the mind. Hear it and please don't forget. The only thing on the human mind is what the mind has memorized. When we memorize, we feed the mind. We may go back to something 
that we liked. But you got to go back, go back to the food. Memory makes the ideas that we memorize part of our intellect. First then, the significance of St. Francis de Sales. Francis built his spirituality on the spirituality of St. Ignatius, notably the spiritual exercises. It was the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius that literally saved Francis de Sales. We don't often read this in his biographies. But Francis de Sales, being deeply influenced by the Calvinist theology all around him, he was on the verge of suicide. It was St. Ignatius who convinced him we have a free will. Francis thought that he was not one of the predestined. And once you think that, you're going to be lost anyway. Might just as well get it over with. Secondly, St. Francis de Sales in his spirituality gives us the spirituality of a bishop. An active in the Episcopal ministry. <laughs> Among the bishops who should be models of their fellow successors of the apostles, I know of none more fitted for most bishops than Francis de Sales. It was he who was convinced, and mind you, this is still early, born in 1567, at the peak, we might say, of Protestantism. He was convinced that what the Church needs is dedicated women who were living a strong spiritual life but also engaged in the act of apostolate. But as we know, for the first really 16 centuries, all women religious approved by Rome were 
cloistered, monastic contemplatives. He then founded the Visitation Order and came close to establishing what has since become active, apostolic, dedicated religious women. But not quite. His desire was to combine contemplation with an active, outgoing, apostolic life for women. I repeat, he did not quite succeed. His plan, and this is his spirituality, and I share this with you, in my judgment, the mind of Father Gerald was not only to found what we now call the Paracletes and the Handmaids, it was also to inspire the laity with a deep love for the priesthood established by Christ and to assist the laity both actively and prayerfully in what is so desperately needed in our century and I'm sure the next century, the sanctification of priests. What are the principal features of St. Francis de Sales' spirituality? I have eight. First, divine love is primary goal of sanctity. If you want to love God, grow in shedding your own self-love out of love for God. Second feature, acts of divine love are primary means of sanctity. We haven't quite said this yet. Make acts of divine love in sentences, my God, I love you, my Jesus, my love. But whether we articulate the word love, that we talk to our Lord and just from the depths of our souls express our love. Third feature, methodical mental prayer. St. Francis de Sales was an organized person. Mental prayer is of the essence 
of living a spiritual life. Make that mental prayer organized, methodical. Certain times of the day, certain length of time, certain things you do. And this means you begin certain things and you end them. Over the years, in counseling the laity, I've stressed the importance of living a methodical life. Method by anticipating what you're going to do and in terms of prayer, even what you're going to say. For St. Francis de Sales, the preparation of our daily meditation, he would say, is part and parcel of growth in sanctity. And keeping a record. I've said this more than once. I repeat here. I have no doubt that writing is part of our growth in the spiritual life. By now many have believed me. Others brush it aside. It's their privilege. I am convinced that some daily writing is necessary for growth in the spiritual life. Fourth feature, simplicity in prayer. All prayer is con, what shall we call, consideration of Christ. Though I say this 10,000 times, it will not be once too often. Use the will to tell the mind, think of Jesus Christ. As I've been saying, the most important role of our free will is to tell the mind how to behave. Fifth feature, liturgical prayer gives structure to the spiritual life. This goes back to the earliest centuries of Christian spirituality and is true today. And may I ask you to pray, pray that our Catholic priests in one country after another, remain faithful to the divine office. I would almost say a good index 
of how strong a priest's spiritual life is, is does he regularly say, Do whatever you can to encourage priests to do so. And whenever possible, encourage the recitation of the divine office jointly by the people and ideally in union with a priest. Number six. The Eucharist and penance are sacraments of preservation. If you want to remain in the grace of God, if you want to remain on the straight road to holiness, reception of the Eucharist and the sacrament of penance, and mind you, this goes back, well, almost 400 years. And is both sacraments, and not only the Eucharist, also penance. They're in Chicago. 40 pastors give an ultimatum to the Cardinal. We will no longer hear private confessions. We're giving only general absolution. Of course, that ultimatum was years in the making. One of the first things that Protestant rebels removed was the sacrament of confession. I tell people, impose on priests. They don't like it, so much the better. And, my dear sisters, I've said this before, and I keep repeating, you as women have influence and power over men that God wants you to use, of course, for the sanctification both of yourselves and of the men that you influence. You don't shout. You don't scream. You smile. Pardon me. You use all the wiles of your feminine gender. How priests need to hear confessions and not, dear Lord, by telephone appointment only. St. Francis de Sales, seventh feature of his spirituality, had a strong optimistic temperament which was nurtured by divine grace. Mind you, this is the same man 
who was ready to take his life. What was the source of his optimism? The grace of God. But hear it. I hope I'll be clear. The more we know about ourselves, the more we realize how weak and foolish and, dare I say it, hopeless we are by our own power and strength. The more we must cultivate the grace of God For Francis de Sales, cultivating internal joy and external cheerfulness is a law of God. Do you hear me? I have come, Christ tells us, that you may have joy and have it in abundance. A sad religious is a scandal. Final feature. Growth in perfection has growth in devotion. The language may sound odd. What does Francis de Sales mean? Perfection is within, deep down in the human soul. But, as we grow in perfection, we should grow in the manifestation of our growth. How? By showing ourselves externally and not just to others, but to ourselves, that we are more devout, more reverent, that we pray more, that we pray more fervently. In other words, we are not angels, we are human beings. And therefore, our growth and sanctity should be manifested already to us. Now I've got six typical quotations. I should say that Francis de Sales is an important part of Ignatian and more correctly Jesuit spirituality. It was, as we shall see before the end of this retreat, in the visitation order that St. Martin Mary was chosen by Christ to promote devotion to her sacred heart. And among the directives that Christ gave Margaret Mary, I want the members of the Society of Jesus, 
to spread devotion to the Sacred Heart by making devotion to my Divine Heart more deeply and clearly understood. So it was not just external piety. Back to the quotations. Quotation number one. Contemplation is a loving, simple, and constant attention to the mind in thinking of divine things. Contemplation is a loving, simple, and constant attention of the mind to divine things. As we keep going to the eight days of the retreat, one of my hopes is that the insights into our spiritual life will become more clear. Contemplation begins in the mind. We can think about what we want to think. Contemplation is that I use my will to tell my mind, think of God, be attentive to his presence. Second quotation. To despise aiming at Christian perfection is a great sin. That's pretty strong language. To despise aiming at Christian perfection is a great sin. And mind you, Francis de Sales is a great patron of lay spirituality. By now, I think I should say it. Of the sum, 10,000 people who made the 30-day spiritual exercises using the book which this sinner wrote, A Retreat with the Lord, most of those 10,000 people have been and are lay people The laity want to grow in holiness, and I would say, as never before in the history of the Church. And holiness, of course, means growing in Christian perfection. To ignore or despise that, says Francis de Sales, is a grave sin. Third quotation. Man is the perfection of the universe. Spirit is the perfection of man. Love is the perfection of spirit. Charity is the perfection of love. Unquote. Francis de Sales. 
the most perfect creature that God made in the visible world is man. The most perfect position, better. The most perfect possession that we have as human beings is our spirit. We are not mere animals. We have a soul. The most perfect function of our soul is charity, better. It is love. And the highest function of our love is charity. We can love naturally. Charity is supernatural love. Loving the unlovable. Loving those who just don't love us, who positively hate us. Doing good to those who have done harm to us. Oh, believe me, that's not a platitude, not for me. Fourth quotation. The death and passion of our Lord is the sweetest and most compelling motive that can animate our hearts in this mortal life. The death and passion of our Lord is the sweetest and most compelling motive that can animate our hearts in this mortal life. As I've told you more than once, it's almost 40 years that one of my Jesuit confessors told me, John, after I went to confession, you see this crucifix on the radio? I said, yes. The moment I enter my room, the first thing I do is kneel down on the radio, kiss the crucifix, and say, Mother, behold your son, and son, behold your mother. And am I doing this? Every time I come back to my residence, there's a crucifix over the lamp next to the bed. I place my finger to the feet of Christ on the crucifix, bend my crackled knees, and see what I've just told you. Fifth quotation. The humility is the recognition that we are absolute nothingness and it keeps us constant in this estimation of ourselves. How this needs to be said. No poetry this. 
no matter what audience I'm speaking to, I don't often say it, but, and the more, well, elevated the audience, the more critical I know there will be of the speaker. I repeat, I don't tell them, but, as I say, stand in the pulpit or the rostrum, remind myself I am talking to an audience of skulls and skeletons. And who's afraid of a skull or skeleton? We are nothing, and as I've seen, having been often enough in the catacombs under Rome, and even those skulls and skeletons, they become dust. And even that dust is more than we were, for God made us The realization, except for the love of God, the almighty love of God, we would be, and except for God, we are. Nothing, and the word is nothing. And therefore, says Francis de Sales, we've got to reflect on our nothingness if we're going to grow in Christian sanctity. And finally, the peculiar, peculiar spirit of the visitation, the order that he founded, is a spirit of profound humility towards God and of great gentleness with our neighbor. I chose this quotation because of the word gentleness. Christ told us to be gentle and humble of heart. Another translation, to be meek and humble of heart. Meekness controls our anger. Gentleness reveals our love. We are only as loving towards others as we are gentle in dealing with them. How we need, dear Lord, how we need to keep praying for the only lesson that Christ explicitly told us to learn from him, to be gentle and humble of heart. But notice, it's in the heart.
the moment, an irascible, angry thought arises. Again, the thought arises in the mind, immediately put it away, because a gentle heart must be nourished by a gentle mind. I thought I would read from I thought I would read from St. Francis de Sales. It is a prayer addressed to Our Lady. Most Holy Mary, Virgin Mother of God, I, then you name yourself, most unworthy though I am to be your servant, yet touched by your motherly care for me, and longing to serve you, do in the presence of my guardian angel and all the court of heaven choose you this day to be my queen, my advocate, and my mother. I firmly resolve to serve you evermore, myself, and to do whatever I can that all may render faithful service to you. Therefore, most devoted mother, through the precious blood of your Son, poured out for me, I implore you to number me among your subjects and accept me as your servant forever. Aid me in all my actions and beg for me the grace never by mind or word or deed to be displeasing in your sight and that of your most holy Son. Watch over me and desert me not at the hour of my death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.